Waiting to buy a home? The Churchill Mortgage Team says now is a great time to buy. Waiting could be a costly mistake because when rates drop, new home buyers will flood the market, driving up home prices. Go to churchillmortgage.com for your free analysis and see how home values can outpace rates to help you build wealth over time faster. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS ConsumerAccess.org. Equal housing lender 1749 Mallory Lane Suite 100 Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes, and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Great Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Uh, give us a call for the projects that you're trying to fix, that thing that's car that's broke down now that came all the way from Texas and it's stranded in your driveway. Well, just the, the questions that you heard around the Christmas tree and uh, those, those uh, is it this? Is it that? I, I think it's this. You can give us a call. We'll uh, see if we can iron that out for you. I'm Bob. Next to me is Kyle, as always. You know, we made it through Christmas. Yeah. Thank you for uh, all of the Buchanan Service Center's customers. We appreciate your business. Thank you for all the, uh, you know, Mr. Mechanic universe out there that listens to us every week and, and gets that uh, piece of information that gets you over the hump. Uh, you know, give us a call. We would always always love to love to hear from you. You know, depending on what you're from big to small, and if nothing else, we can we can figure out how to finagle it around so you can get it fixed, get it out of the oh, field, yeah. get it off the farm, get it off the side of the road, get it where you need to get it so you can play with it some more and, and fix it up like it's supposed to be. You so. know, that's what we were talking about at Christmas time. I was like, like, my wife brought it up. She's like, how many fields have I been in with you with a trailer and a winch and trying <laughs> to get some car out of here? And it's, it just takes, like, oh, this is going to take 10 minutes. Half the day's gone. Well, it's a challenge. I mean, yeah. I, I think we talked about that last week is that, uh, well, you don't want to drive that car because that car is going to break. Well, yeah, I do. Let's go take it. The worst case that's going to happen is going to break, and we're just going to jump out and pop the hood. We're yeah. going we're gonna to do the same thing we talk about every week. Does it have uh, air, fuel, spark, injector pulse, You know, timing, exhaust? We're, we're just going to go right down the list. And because we've learned the list, we've we've you know written uh, the list is in our head. So and that's the thing I brought up. I mean, we're never broke down. We're just a little bit behind. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We're and broke down. It'll get fixed. We'll get there. You know, and the and the interesting thing the other day was uh, we were out pushing a car. We in in front of one of the stations, we were pushing a car the other day and and tried to get them off a of Dodge Street because that's just oh, sure. never a great thing no. when they're. Their car broke down, and um, so we're out there pushing this car, which is humongously hard to push because it's an electric vehicle, and they and oh, they, they ran out of they ran out of juice. Uh oh, ran out of juice. They were trying to make it downtown to get to the charger or, or wherever the heck that charger's at, and of course they. But when you've got electric motors, they that, don't want to turn. They don't want to turn. 
<laughs> we got five people in the back all of this car. drive, electric motors. Yeah. No, there's drag on all four wheels. You don't have those uh, uh, low coefficient <laughs> drag bearings like some, some cars have because you know you're going to push them. No heated rear deck because you know you're going to push it, but it was gosh how lucky were they that they broke down in front of us that we just yeah, can't in front of this we can walk of great samaritans yeah that we can walk five people out and and push them over there and then we hook the uh the 110 up to them and charge them for a little electricity and down the road they went there you go it, you know it works with a hundred and uh with a uh, 50 foot extension cord by the way because we weren't pushing it all the way to the shop we just got it off the road and yeah drug an electrical cord no all the way out how there. many extension cords you'll find them <laughs> exactly all right we're gonna head over to a quick call jim's got a question about exhaust jim go ahead hello i just heard on the news about the cars that are being modified so when they are you know slow down it pops a lot and i was wondering two things what do they do to make it happen and what are the circumstances to hurt the car well what they're doing, like you're talking about these import tuner cars that you hear, and they're right. They got these coffee can looking mufflers on them and stuff like that. So what they're doing yeah. is they're taking the catalytic converters off of that engine, and basically running a two to three inch pipe on it, and then they're putting a tune in that computer that'll advance the timing, kind of like in the old days. When you'd have like a V8 and you'd advance the timing and you didn't, you had glass packs or something on it, and you'd get it wound up and you let off the gas and it popped back through the exhaust. That's, That's what they're doing. Yeah. So what happens is, is that when you got a catalytic converter in there, you've got a tremendous amount of unburned raw fuel coming down the exhaust pipe. Um, you never see it. It it never it, it fires off in the cat. It fires off in the cat and comes out the tailpipe as as water and, and uh, just clean. But if you take that out of there, and then when you let off the gas, you enter, you suck a whole bunch of brand new oxygen mm-hmm. all the way through the exhaust, and then it, it fires that off, and that's when you hear the pop, 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 pop. So that's that's how it happens, and and why. And you're right; it's it's a uh, it's annoying and loud and and unnecessary. unnecessary. There's racetracks for that. Yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> and that's why they do it. You get that. Uh, free flow you do it on the race car a racetrack so that you can get more power so mm-hmm. yeah does that damage their vehicle well oh. anything that they're doing to that car is going to damage it yeah because they're doing I, the technical word no not really not really i mean it in, in the grand scheme of things it's it's light and all that that popping noise is unburned fuel light, lit off in the exhaust if it was completely contained yeah it blow the muffler or, or blow the mm-hmm. pipes out but since it's got an open hole going to the t- uh, to the rear of the car it's just loud and and sounds cool to them yeah they're gonna blow yeah. that motor up far before that'll have any problem yeah agreed and you know every there's a lot of racing stuff does it you know nascar does it oh yeah um nhra you know, yeah. top fuel dragsters do it that's all this, the fire that you see coming out of there but you know they rebuild those every yeah, eight, eight seconds or three seconds. Of a mile out of that motor. No, no. For the grand scheme of things, it's not going to hurt anything other than yours. All right. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Andy. Andy's got an 06 F two fifty. Andy, what's going on today? Uh, yeah. Hi. Um, so when you hit the the brake pedal, um, 
it catches where it's supposed to, and then it goes down, you know, as you as you come to a stop. But if you have a load on the truck or a trailer on there or something, it, you know, it goes down even further, and then it will, if you're sitting there at the light or if you had to stomp on the brake a little harder, it would, you could bottom it out. And so we checked the, the master cylinder, um, put a brand-new master cylinder on there, and we checked it. It holds pressure. The power booster was kind of causing problems, so we put a power booster on there. And the ABS control, that box-looking thing, um, was allowing fluid to bypass it, so we put a new one of those on there. And I checked all the the calipers. They all slide correctly, but it doesn't, if you have a load on there, it just doesn't stop. And so I was just kind of wondering what your guys' thought was. Hmm. So... Uh, your trailer. Well, what's your what's your gain set on your trailer, or do you even have well, trailer it's brakes? Small, it's a small enough trailer. It doesn't have trailer brakes. Or say okay. if I put say if I put say a thousand or fifteen hundred pounds in the back of the truck because I'm going from one job site to another. Maybe I got a half a pallet of block on there or something. Um, it just doesn't. It just doesn't stop like it's supposed to. Like the, the other, you know, three quarter tons we have, or. Even a half ton would stop better than this truck. Okay. So it just it like when you get all the way down where you're supposed to, where the brake pedal stops, and if you're sitting there, you could push it harder, and it'll just go to the floor. There's a little bit of resistance, but not much, and you kind of have this sound like air, like, and it just goes to the floor, and you can bottom the pedal out just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, because it's trying to, it's getting overworked for, it's kind of getting overworked for what what should be there um how are the well you kind of pretty much covered most of the hydraulics on it how are the how are the pads the pins and the slides everything seems to be pretty good there yeah we put new pads on the front we put a new caliper on the driver's side the other caliper was just fine i mean it slid it you know you could hit the brake and it would come out together we you know recollapse it the pins were greased that we checked the rear the rear pins are good they they got grease in them. The pads are more than half good. Um, this thing is let out. Are you sure you I'm got all the air out of the system here? Uh, I'm I am sure we did. I know it sounds terrible. I'm 100 percent sure, but I'm sure we did. I mean, we ran through so much brake fluid at the end when we put it all back together because we we even hooked the lines up from the brakes from the master cylinder. And we bypassed the ABS box okay. to thought, well, maybe the ABS box was causing us another problem. So we bypassed it, and there really wasn't much of a difference. And then we hooked that back up, and then we took off one tire at a time offline and yeah. plugged the line. And it would take it, you would get about 20, 25% better with just one tire. But it's like, well, we just took you off. So it's still doing the same thing with the other three tires. Yeah. So we couldn't really pinpoint any any particular tire. Yeah, I tell you what, hang on just a quick second. We're gonna we're gonna come back to you here. I got I gotta take a quick break, and uh, sure. we'll come back and talk about it just a minute more. We'll be right back. The Mister Mechanic Show presents the cheesiest songs of the eighties. That's right, we're talking the worst, the cheesiest, those songs you love to hate just for mechanics. I'm all out of grease. I'm so dry without you, my pistons are dry, and I really need lube, my dipstick is low, 
I think I need oil You ruined my car down to ignition coil Nothing like a little air wrench supply hey And who could forget the ball joint boys? I'll lube ya, I'll rub ya Ooh, I wanna prime you Engine cooler, your fluids Only if you knew it But your car is so screwed Nothing I can do Your car is screwed And this hit from Millie Vanilli, who are ironically working at an actual gas station today. Your tires are low and your oil too. Girl, you really need more transmission fluid. Your ball joint's broken, your tranny is gone. Your catalytic converter out on the lawn. But here is your bill, I did all I could do from me to you. Girl, you know it's true. And even this craptastic hit, no one even remembers. My car is broken on the road. I need a so good thing. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. My car is broken on the road. I need a so good thing. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. The Mr. Mechanic Show presents the cheesiest songs of the 80s. Available in a store nowhere near you. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in. Let's talk to us. Let's see if we can solve your problem. Andy, we're going to head back over to Andy real quick. Uh, 06F250. Andy, we kind of talked about this. We're just kind of strategizing through the break here a little bit. Um, I don't think you got any problems with the, the, the calipers or rotors or anything else along that line it sounds like that's all working fine how did you bleed the abs unit how did you open that up um i i actually one of my friends did that because i didn't know how to do that um and i don't know to be honest with you i okay i didn't do the abs thing myself um i wasn't there for that particular piece of it because i just wasn't but the way we read we bled it at the very end, again, was we just took one of those snap-on container things you hook onto the the caliper, and we just pulled it through from the master cylinder, mm-hmm. and okay. then and then pedal bled it again, and so, we had a really good stream in all of it, and we didn't have a a bubble on nothing, um, but it seems like when you once you get the foot down all the way, and then you hit it, you know, you'll if you needed more. And you hit it more, it seems like the fluid is bypassing something, but I'm just not for sure if well, that's even correct or what that something is. And that's why we're asking that particular question, because on anything in ABS, you have to hook a scanner to it, and you've got to open those valves. So did you, you put a new unit or used unit in? Uh, a new one from okay. Ford. Okay. So, okay. so you, we're good there. Yeah. So you've got to open them valves up because it's got to be a free flow from the master cylinder to all wheels. And if it's not opened up, then you get blocked off and you only get three-quarters of the thing bled. Um, Boy, I I think the first thing that I'm probably going to want to do is, and and I guess before I back that up, you also said when you hit the master cylinder, your your brake pedal, you hear the hissing noise, like like a power booster problem? It's like a, uh, it's like you can hear air. You can, like, hear air. And that's it's weird. I don't know. It, and and if you're hearing air, if you're hearing air, that's more than likely your, that's your power booster. That so you may be losing your power assist. So when you do your power assist under normal truck conditions without hollowing anything, you're not putting it 
that far down and everything stops fine. But when you're requiring another thousand, two thousand pounds worth of load on there, and the farther down you go, that may hit the point where that that power booster is is causing a problem. Okay. Um, okay. And so that's new or not? That is new. Yes. Okay. But, uh, the master cylinder and the power boosters from the parts store because Ford doesn't make those anymore. Yeah. For that truck. So. We have been through doing this the number of years that we have. We have been through multiple, uh, trying to solve maybe one vehicle's problems. We've been through multiple master cylinders, multiple oh, yeah. power boosters uh, to till we finally got the correct one. And we also, the first place I'm probably going to start before we do that would be to uh, power bleed this system. You're going to have to okay. op- open will- that up. You're going to have to hook a power bleeder to it. I mean, we have literally gone through gallons of fluid because we buy this stuff by the by the five gallon pail Mm -hmm. and we have gone through gallons of fluid trying to get um that's a big system on that truck yeah and get the bleed procedure there may be a certain bleed procedure on that believe it or not you you think you start with the closest one and then kind of move to the right rear which is the farthest one but that's not always the case on on vehicles and i'm not sure what the bleed procedure would be but that'd probably be the second thing that i would do is power bleed it go through a bleed procedure and then I'm carving. If that doesn't solve the problem, then I'm heading back towards uh, the master cylinder and the power booster. I don't like the way that it hisses when you get a certain part. It should never hiss. No, never it hiss. Never, no, never, no. ever okay. hiss. And uh, okay. again, we've gone through multiple power boosters. We've gone through multiple brands of power boosters in order mm-hmm. to solve the problem. So I think you're on it. I think you got the part replaced that needed to be replaced. Um, you either got a bad one or you just haven't quite finished it yet. Right. Okay. I'm following you. I will, I will ask him. I know we went through a ton of power sh- or, uh, brake fluid. And I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there for that particular part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll definitely ask him cause maybe, maybe he didn't do it in the right, whatever, you know, order. Yeah, it's, I know he has a scanner, but I just didn't, I don't know all those things, but I'll, I'll definitely start there, do the brake bleeding thing. Like you said, the power thing. And then, work to the next two things. Okay, well, that gives me a direction to go in. Yeah, they can be frustrating. Believe us, it's it's taken us days sometimes to do this, and uh, and we always come out on top, but it's a tough it's time. It's frustrating get, in the meantime. Tough, and, time, it's tough time getting there sometimes. So, All right, yeah, okay. keep us in touch. All right, thank you. You bet. All right, we're going to head over to uh, Dave. Dave's got a 95 F-150. Dave, what's up? Um. I own this truck. I don't own it. I'm working on it. Hang on a minute to do this. Sure. And uh, she said I had transmission problems. So I went over last Saturday and got it running. It hadn't been run for a couple months. And I took it out and I drove it and put it in drive. When it shifted the first time, it shifted so hard that I thought the transmission should be laying on the street, but it wasn't. Okay. So I got it over my garage, put it in reverse, and it pounded in reverse too. Okay. Uh-huh. And, I, and then I took the change the oil and filter in it, and I took it out and drove it down the highway, and it made about a sixty to seventy percent improvement. It shifted. Okay. So but then you... when I shifted back into reverse, it still hammers. Mm-hmm. You know, it just pounds. Well, so when it, when it hammers like that, that means you're going full line pressure to reverse or drive and it's that that's what's causing that problem that's why it does that it should gradually go in and it, when it doesn't it goes from zero to 100 slowly now it's going zero to 100 in, in a millisecond it goes bang and it just scares crap out of you so 
Yeah, there's there's something in that valve body solenoid yep. that's stuck wide open. Yep. It's or not... you've got a hydraulic problem. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, this morning I drove it, and when I shifted reverse, I put it in neutral, wait about five, six seconds, and then it shifted nice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, since this is a 95, as old as it is, what about your kick down? You've got a throttle. It only has 100,000 miles on it. Yeah, but you've also got a throttle cable. That it's, it's actually a bar. There's actually a, a rod that runs from the transmission all the way up to the engine. And if that yeah. on those particular trucks, you can have a uh, grommet that goes bad. The grommet falls off. The rod, they... the rod lays over to the side, and then it doesn't shift quite properly. So you're talking the grommet that goes in the transmission. No grommet. That's well. It'd be a linkage if it be, has this. Correct. It's a linkage. Look up around where the throttle body or the or the or the gas pedal cable is. Yeah. Look for another uh, linkage up there that maybe has fallen off underneath the hood. I bet you might find something right there. Okay, okay. And that'll also contribute to your banging on your transmission. Yeah, it bangs hard. My second yeah. question now is, after all this banging, the speedometer and odometer doesn't work. Ah, well, that's external. On a 95, the, the, the uh, output speed sensor's on the back side. You just pop that guy out. Yeah. Might as well go back there. And Has this been sitting around for a while? A couple months. All right. Check the connections there. Otherwise, pull that out. There's a gear that drives it. Yeah. See if go, that gear's chewed up. Go see if something's chewed on the wiring, too. Yeah. That, that'd be the first place I'd go. The, the manual level position sensor. See if the wiring has been chewed up on some sort of reason back there. Okay. I'll yep. yep. Those are both easy things to check. The, the linkage going up to the engine and those connectors there, too. Okay. Thank All right. you very much. You bet, David. Appreciate the call. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 is the numbers to get in. we got a couple open lines. We'll be back in a minute. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 is the numbers to get in. we got a couple calls. Well, we got a couple lines open for you. We need a couple callers. So we were talking a little bit about that F-150 or F-250. We we're just kind of commenting a little bit more off the, off the air a little bit about it and and uh, we, we still re- reiterate back what we were talking about before, that if you're going to put new parts in like that, especially an ABS unit and uh, master cylinders, you can probably get away with it uh, because you can bench blade that, put it on, uh, crack the bleeders up there, and you, have, mm-hmm. you don't have the whole system open. You just got a little bit of the system open. But when you start... When you but, take the whole system apart, you got, you're starting from ground zero. Well, yeah, and your ABS unit is in the middle of the system. And it's probably the lowest part because it sits underneath the car. It's probably the lowest part of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have a, a scanner to open those valves, and you got to have a power blader. And I, th- I think that's going to solve his problem. I just almost sure of it. Just uh, now, brakes have gotten so complicated with ABS and everything. You know, we work in the old cars, and it's a simple system. Yeah, and there are some. There are some. Uh, brake systems that are, you know, back in that era, mostly with the F-150s in that era, they had mushy pedals. Mm-hmm. Out of the factory, they were mushy pedals. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, everybody wants a high and tight pedal, and but it's just not that. That's not the way it is sometimes. No. Um, it's just not capable of creating that kind of pressure at the pedal. But you shouldn't have pedal fade. 
No. Now, if you have pedal fade after you have multiple repeated heavy stops without you know hauling a trailer with no trailer brakes, then then you may be bo- boiling off the fluid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which means that you can go up into a dot four, which is a higher boiling point, or you can go to a, a dot five, which is a full <laughs> synthetic. Um, I don't think we're going to recommend that at this particular point, but that's that's multiple breakings, multiple stoppings, heavy and load. heavy loads, mountains. Yeah, yeah, scenarios and, like that. Ford it, trucks have some pretty beefy brakes on; they can dissipate some heat pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, they can because you know most of the most of the tow trucks we've ever run were, were Fords, and we never really had that kind of problems. But they got big old monster, monster rotors, monster, yeah, <laughs> monster calipers that take two, two, two hands, three to, guys to lift them. <laughs> they do, <laughs> they do. But you know, there's nothing. I don't even know if you can retro. Yeah, I suppose you probably. You know, the worst case scenario is you could probably retrofit that trailer. Go go get you some backing plates and some wiring and and ret- if you're going to sure. use that trailer like that. Um, I mean, you can just buy a whole axle and zip under there and yeah. run your wires. Run your wires. Trailer brakes are easier to wire. You already got a seven-pin connector for the most part. All you need you, is power. Yep. All you need is some power and a little bit of time to have somebody wire it up, and then really all your other problems are gone away because you're you're slowing down. That was another problem I ran into a couple weeks ago. That A guy wired in his own trailer brakes up. Mm-hmm. Well, he cut up the whole factory harness to go around and, you know, wire in the module and everything like mm. that. Well, if you just pulled the cover off of the console, there's a connector that Ford wires into all their trucks. You could just plug and play. You buy the adapter off of Amazon <laughs> yeah. for five bucks. Yeah. And, well, he wired it all bad. It was terrible. <laughs> Shorted wires everywhere. Yeah, you know, a lot of times they're and, and the manufacturers do that because they know uh, they know they're going to have to or somebody's going to add to this truck. Or a lot of times, yeah, you can go down to a, a junction box down below. Not now they've pretty much factored it all in. Uh, you know, some don't have trailer brakes. I've always had you know, trailer brakes and always be able to set the gain pretty pretty sure. high depending on what you're stopping and and uh, it's it's a much it's a much safer way to drive. And, uh, it's, it's, I've towed some sketchy trailers. Yeah. Well, so I have too, but that was back before, uh, you know, trailer brakes were really a big, big option, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it keeps your knuckles from being quite so white when you, uh, go to stop and, or, uh, you just got to plan and sometimes you just forget to plan. Somebody pulls out in front of you, but yeah, it's an easy swap. Even if you can't get that problem solved, you could swap over the trailer and call it, you know, do that. So. I would try to find something that's funny, and this is maybe not funny, but it's uh, I, uh, New York. A box truck went on a rampage, oh, took no. out uh, 25 cars and seven police cruisers. Goodness. Before they stopped him. What kind of box truck are we talking? Big- uh, like a, like a, a big U-Haul. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing that it was stolen. I mean. Yeah, why else would you go crazy with it? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to get with that? And how long are you going to get away? There's no, there's no get away with that. No. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to see and you're not going to go terribly fast. Yeah. So why don't we take out, let's see how many charges we can, that's, uh, charge seven police crews, 25 cars, that's equals up to about, uh, 10 years in jail. Or you just stop, get out. Yeah. Nobody was injured. That was good. That's good. Crazy happens everywhere. We know that. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. Number to get in. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Fix brakes right the first time. We'll bleed them out for you. Yep. That's, we've got gallons of fluid ready to go. You know, here's some, uh, you know, we're, there's, you know, a big thing in, in cars anymore is kind of the Restro Mods. The Resto Mods is where you take a, you know, a body of something and put it with something else, and then you make it. Uh, make the old new. You make the old new by putting new suspension on it and, and all newfangled 2023 stuff uh, compared to the 1960-whatevers. And that was, uh, we drove it because we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But man, we wouldn't have gone over the 100-mile-an-hour mark had we known what we know now. <laughs> so here was one guy that took a Volkswagen Beetle, like a Super Beetle. Remember those? I had about, one. Did you have a Super Beetle? Yeah, you remember it. Orange with black flag. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, that's when the, you, yeah, yeah, the one yeah. when you sat in the back seat uh, and you bounced up and down. and yeah, the ground out the battery and yeah, set ground the seat it. on fire. <laughs> I do remember. Boy, I've come a long way. <laughs> And it had that, it had that kind of like that paper fiber stuff underneath the back seat, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and burlap and burlap. Wool That's, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. It would, it, the spark would Kindling. catch the the rear seat on fire. I do remember that. That happened a few times. I had a '69 bug that uh, it, it was a lot of fun to drive. <laughs> uh, didn't have that problem. Anyway, this guy took a Volkswagen uh, Beetle, and just kind of took the top off of it, and then he put it over top of a Porsche 911. Sure. And now it, it's a it's a old school bug that's got the nine eleven performance. Boy, can you imagine how fun that car would be? You're just driving the around. Was so versatile though. I mean, they yeah. did all the dune buggies. They did you know all the low rider stuff. Everything you could do anything with a beetle. They yeah. put Subaru, Subaru engines in them now. It's unstoppable. Yeah, you, you pull up to a stoplight and you're racing your motor next to a Hellcat, and he's like, "Well, what's this dude's deal?" Yeah, and next thing you know, he smokes you because he's it's a nine eleven underneath underneath the the body. Sounds but it like looks it. the only giveaway to this car when I looked at it was the fact that it had nine eleven wheels on it. But if you weren't paying attention, it well, was I mean, you complete, can put whatever wheels you want on cars. Yeah, but it was complete bug all the way around. But it was really kind that's of, a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, because it got such a uh, most people don't know, but the the bug that floor pan will come unbolted from that entire body, and you can lift the body off. Yeah. Not in this part of the country because it's completely rusted away, and nor could yeah, you get any of the get bolts out. Yeah, if you get a pan in yours <laughs> when you buy it here. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you don't have a, yeah, a Barney Rubble kind of car, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And so there's another place that was doing this out in, uh, and this is an interesting one. Uh, they, there's a place that does this out in Utah. Uh, took a four-door Land Rover Defender. Uh, which is was a very popular car back in in the eighties and nineties, and and they're big big overseas because that's kind of where they came from. Like a safari car, kind of safari car, yeah, exactly, like a safari car. And they so they took the body off of that, and they set it down on the frame of a four door Jeep Wrangler. Okay. So now you've got the. They've taken a step in the right direction. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and what what kind of engine do you suppose they put in this guy? Not the Jeep Wrangler? No. Did they put a Hemi in it? Uh, no. 
what would what would make it you know what, what do you normally do when you're hot rod and stuff oh you got to put an ls in they it. put an ls motor in it why because so you put the yeah, yeah you, you can it. buy them at walmart <laughs> everybody's got one everybody and they make accessories for for everything you know mm-hmm. ford's starting to come around now they're, they're starting to get on that gravy yeah, train the coyotes a little bit kind of becoming that way because everybody's yep. ls swapping the ford yeah 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 you, you, you hate to open your hood when you got an ls uh, underneath the hood of your uh ford bronco whatever so can't uh, be ford tough without chevy stuff <laughs> So yeah, now they're going to have this Defender that's got a LS three in it and six two and uh, underpinnings of a, a Jeep four door Jeep. Yeah. So you got rid of all of the oil leaking off the engine. Electrical it, problems from their Lucas wiring. Yes. Um, yes, and then, yeah. you know they, they did have some good suspension though. They the, did. The, the Rovers had some awesome suspension. That's why the Safari guys love them. Yeah. Yeah. They're they they're. they're they're a little top heavy for me. Yeah, they're they're kind of indestructible, but there's so much there that they got rid of. But I suppose the LS motor is just the way to go, and you you have to have it to mate up to something. So yeah, just kind of interesting. Any Chevrolet that, transmission. I think that's yeah, and that's a one of one signature series. Oh one, that's about two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar swap. Well, that ain't bad. No. What's the warranty on that? Uh, it's got a, probably a tail light warranty. Oh, well, that ain't bad. Well, or maybe you get taillight warranty with a pair of binoculars so you can yeah. see a little farther. <laughs> Here's an interesting article I found that, uh, so, you know, a lot of cars, depending on what they are, will borrow parts from other things. For example, a Rolls Royce has a V12 BMW engine. Mm-hmm. Kind of used to have their own. But then they kind of went over to that. It seems like Europeans do more of that than anybody. Yeah. The last Rover I worked on and Volvo as well, everything under the hood stamped Ford. Yeah. 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 When Ford owned them there for a while. And a lot of automakers have figured out that uh, working in conjunction with each other is is just a little bit. The the R&D is easier on both companies when you're kind of working together. Oh sure. You know, Ford and Chevrolet went together on their the ten speed transmission for the for the main parts. I think they maybe changed a little bit here and there, uh, but for the most part, they went in together there. So that, I mean, they kind of interchanged, but they've got them made up to their own deal. So this Rolls Royce needed a clock spring, and a clock spring sits right behind the steering wheel, and that's what gives you all your steering wheel controls, that cruise control, you know, all that stuff that's Features. on there. All the features that you just love so much on the steering wheel, which we all do now, with, instead of have, actually having to extend your arm out and, and you know adjust the radio, mm-hmm. who wants to do that? Why would you want to extend your arm out? Yeah. Anyway, the, the clock spring for a uh, Rolls Royce is twenty five hundred dollars. That's parts and labor, but you can buy that same part at BMW for one hundred and sixty bucks. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's not including labor. So, but you, you're probably saving a, who, who, who guessed, probably saving a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars on that job just by going over to the BMW dealership and getting it I've and then taking it back over to your Rolls Royce. Gotten the opportunity to take a steering wheel off a of Rolls Royce, but no, I can't imagine it's too terribly difficult. I mean, it seems like most. Well, of they're that borrowing is, it from somebody else. So if you pulled yeah. one off of one vehicle, you probably pulled it off of that. Yeah, it could be Kia for all we know. No, I never worked on any new Rolls Royces. The old Rolls Royces were great. You know, they had uh, you know a certain place in Chicago you'd call to get parts, and uh, they'd send them right out to you. Knew exactly who the car was, and yeah, done they're, deal. They're a little different. You know, it's it's nothing you get in and out in one day. No, 
you're lucky to get it in and out in two weeks just because uh nothing's available no you're not going to go to napa or anywhere like that and find a part for it no but that's what you get when you tires tires are readily available because they use normals on yeah those. you could probably get a turn signal bulb or something like that but yeah maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't see that car so much anymore but they were oh they were they, they smelled great with a leather interior and they drove just absolutely like a dream so I don't know. So here was one other thing that I thought was real interesting, and maybe some of the mechanical people out there will find this very interesting. Lamborghini is going to come on some of their new vehicles, be able to to adjust the toe and camber on the vehicles on the fly. So you're going to be able to offset your toe adjustments of 6.6 degrees. Um, Where's you, the R&D done it on this? Because You'll be able to allow 2.5 degrees of positive camber and 5.5 degrees of negative camber. So 0.2.5 is a ton. Yeah. So basically, what they're doing there's the, 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 you can turn this into track mode, and they'll allow these wheels to tip one way or not. Either way, you don't want this happening on the interstate. You do not want this happening on the interstate. This is going to be something where by the time it gets the lateral G forces going, and I know that doesn't make any sense to a lot of people, but once you get it up to a certain speed and you're turning a corner, these wheels, instead of being straight up and down, will actually tip one way or another to get you through the corner at optimal efficiency. Yeah. Uh, it's like it, the cars on rollerblades. Yes. Cars on rollerblades. It's the kind of things you'd see um, in NASCAR where the wheels are tipped so far one way when you're going up a steep banking or uh, like F1 cars. Yeah. But that, they're going to try to put that into production. I want to drive it. I do too. I absolutely do want to drive that. All we'll right. Go out to the dealership. They'll let us drive one. Yeah, I think so. We just f- flash them. You know, flash your Mister Mechanic card. We got credibility here. Throw you the keys. <laughs> we should try that. We should do a lot of test driving. I tell you what. Yeah. What are you doing this afternoon? I got nothing planned. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Five five eight eleven tens. The numbers to get in next week. Um, we'll. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Waiting to buy a home? The Churchill Mortgage Team says now is a great time to buy. Waiting could be a costly mistake because when rates drop, new home buyers will flood the market, driving up home prices. Go to churchillmortgage.com for your free analysis and see how home values can outpace rates to help you build wealth over time faster. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Consumer Access.org. Equal housing lender 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100, Brentwood, Tennessee 37027.